Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 248, Healing with Homeopathy. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you're in the world, it's good to be back with you. And I hope you're having a good week. After my last podcast, I was asked whether or not I could share a little bit more about homeopathy, how to take it, when to take it, especially after I had mentioned that I used to suggest a first aid kit for my families when I was working in general practice. Now, some of you may already be homeopaths, or some of you may have cabinet full of homeopathy, but because I see it there in health food shops, over the counter, in pharmacies and supermarkets, I think that often people have no idea how to use it or when to use it. So bear with me as we just go through these stages together. Homeopathy is truly an energy medicine, much like the flower essences. And in fact, they're produced in a very similar way. The name homeopathy means like cures like, which means if you took a substance that then causes symptoms, when you dilute this substance into its energetic form, it will cure those symptoms. This is the magic of homeopathy. And for me, as someone who works with energy, as many of you may do in chakras, I want to try and help the body to change before the illness needs to manifest. I work both with people who have manifested illness, but also to stop that or prevent that. And even though I'm going to be talking about homeopathy, I just want to say I no longer prescribe it for anybody else except for my family and myself. But there are many fabulous homeopaths around. I also want to say that homeopathy works very well alongside conventional medicines, although I'm going to say Please do not stop any of your conventional medicines. Ask your doctor what you should do. This is not for me to prescribe or to tell you what to do. But again, because this is there on the, on the shelves, I think that many a time people are trying out these different remedies without necessarily telling their doctor or even knowing what to do. So let's see if we can at least get everybody to understand the principles of homeopathy. So you take a substance, which might be animal, vegetable, or mineral, and you, you put it in a bowl and you crush it down, and then you dilute it. And it's the dilution, which is very specific, and the whole way of doing this is very specific, but the dilution then tells you what we call a potency. So if I dilute it 10 times, or 10 times its ratio, I should say, if I do dilute it 10 times its ratio, then it's a 1x product remedy. And if I do that 12 times, it becomes a 12x. If I dilute it to its ratio of 100 times, it's a 1c, a 1m, a thousand times. So I'm saying it's the ratio of the substance to the amount of dilution is a thousand times. Now, what really upsets the scientists is that once you go past 12x, then there is none of the physical substance still available within that water or that, that liquid. 
They say, therefore, it cannot work. That's the principle. <laughs> when there's nothing physically in there, it can't work. And yet I can guarantee of all the years that I practiced homeopathy, I could see great success at the C, the hundred, the, the million or the thousand, I should say, et cetera, et cetera. So I have seen success beyond that 12X. And I think it's because every time you dilute and one could say succus, which is the stir, you're actually strengthening the energy and you could say weakening the physicality of a product, which makes sense. The frequency goes up as there's less physical available. Now, homeopathy can then be produced into small pills, into liquid, into a cream, into powders. And it's always a little difficult for me to say when someone says, well, how do I take it? You have to understand from the producers, the manufacturers, what is one dose? So I used to use little tablets that got crushed. So they were then put into a, a powder and put into some paper. And I would say, take one powder. Usually a dose can be three little pillules that you bring out of a bottle. Sometimes it's a liquid, but you have to decide what a dose is or find out from the manufacturers. The truth of it is with homeopathy, it's not the amount you take in one time, it's the regularity that you take. In other words, if you took six of those little pillules, they would make no difference than you took one. So not to get too worried about that. Now, the way we look at homeopathy is the more physical the problem, the more static the problem, the lower the potencies. The less static the problem, one might say the more energetic or even more mental, still in the mental form, or even in children, you can use higher potencies. So if you've literally got a physical problem, you should take something that's in the sort of X range, 30X, 6C, up to 30C. That would be my suggestion. I know I'm just giving you my insight. And when you're taking these lower potents, you can take them more frequency, frequently. So that would be, you might say, okay, I'm going to take one dose every two hours, one dose every three hours. So you can take it more regularly at lower potencies. The higher potencies, what one might say, the, C, the 100C, 200C, 1M, there are obviously other potencies, but that's what I'm going to just talk about. You don't take them so regularly. So the more physical the problem, the more often you're going to take a remedy and the lower the potencies should be in the X up to the 30C range. All right. Now, the next thing to say is once you have no symptoms, you stop taking homeopathy. Homeopathy only works on symptoms like cures like. So if there's nothing that there are symptoms coming from, don't take homeopathy. Otherwise, you have a problem because we call it proving. So if you keep taking a homeopathic remedy, you start to actually get the symptoms again physically that call that were seen originally. So you don't want to do that. And it's okay to say, well, okay, well, I'm going to take this 
for three days and then I'm going to stop. And then if I've still got symptoms, I'll maybe take them again after two weeks. You can space out the taking. Now, I would call myself a classical homeopath, which means I tend to, when I was prescribing, would give one remedy. And I have to tell you, there are thousands of remedies that we have to learn. There was many a night when I would be almost lying in my bed trying to work out a remedy because I wanted to get the right remedy for this person. And when you do get the right remedy, it's magic. And there are many, many homeopaths are much more magical and brilliant at this than I am. But I'm just going to share some of the more common remedies with you. And really just to say that these are ones we call constitutional. And once again, I say that it's much better to take one remedy and see its results rather than taking several remedies at one time, although that's fine. And that often is how it appears as I say, in a remedy that you might pick up in a health food shop. What I loved was what we call the mentals. So when you're looking at the patient, and I think this was most of the healing took place here, we ask a lot of questions. And I think that was often the healing. I used to find that clients would say to me, you know, I didn't take the remedy because I felt so good after talking to you. <laughs> It didn't mean the homeopathy didn't work. It was almost like I was the homeopathy by talking about this. So there are different ways of looking at it. We could look at your physical problems and we could look at your generals and we could look at your mentals. And I, of course, was much more interested in the mentals. What is the mental state of this individual when we're giving that remedy? It's absolutely fine if we deal with a physical problem as well. And the other questions we'll often ask, which are strange questions for people who've never done homeopathy, is what makes it better or worse? Heat, cold, night, day, lying on one side, lying on another side. Is it better in the morning? Is it better in the evening? These are the questions we just love. And when someone comes up with something quite unusual, then that's when we really prick our eyes and ears up because it's really telling us that this is the remedy this person needs. So let's start with one of the basic ones that I hope you do have in your cabinet, your medicine cabinet already, which is Arnica. Arnica is the bruise remedy. And the reason I'm describing it in all those ways is that when we are prescribing Arnica, we're not just looking at a physical bruise, although that's going to be really important about what I'm about to say. But you may have come out of a situation where you felt battered and bruised emotionally. So I've used Arnica in when someone says, you know, I just felt battered. I just felt bruised by that situation. And it works just as well. So remember, it's not the illness, the diagnosis that we're interested in homeopathy. It's your description of the symptoms. That's why we're going to be so specific. You say, oh, I've got pain. And we'll say, is it worse in the morning? Is it worse in the evening? Is it worse when you go to bed? Because we're not just wanting to hear about your pain. We want to say what's unique about it. So Arnica is a great bruise remedy. Now, you should have a tube of it, whether a gel or a cream, to rub into a bruise. Anybody who's playing sports should have Arnica. You might have it as a tincture, et cetera. It can, it can be taken. But maybe at this point, it's good for me to say, even though I'm talking about gels and creams to be rubbed in, when you take homeopathy into the mouth, you should not swallow it. 
So we often say, put it under your tongue. And you can crunch it if it helps, if you're taking something and you're wanting to crunch it, break it up, but it shouldn't be swallowed because the acid of the stomach breaks it down and destroys it. We also say that when you take homeopathy through the mouth, try to take it away from food and drink 20 minutes either side. In other words, it might be the first thing in the morning, last thing at night. It's not a big deal. And we tend to say stay away from strong smells like coffee or toothpaste, mint toothpaste. And I know that many of my clients used to have a special toothpaste that wasn't minty to be used around homeopathy. But, you know, I've heard people say, oh, I didn't take it because I couldn't find the time to take it. And yet we would use it and put it into the, the water of, our, of cows who had problems with their lactation and it worked beautifully. So even though I'm telling you all of that, don't get too worried about the specifics if you really need it. Okay, so Arnica can be rubbed in any place where you feel bruised. Even if you, as I say, it isn't even a physical bruise. It can just feel bruised in your body. And you can use Arnica by mouth. Now, if I was going to have an operation, especially if I was going to have something that would bruise me, like a tooth, re tooth removal, anything that was bruising, I suggest taking Arnica the night before, the morning of, the evening of, and maybe continue that for two or three days after, as long as you're feeling bruised. And I would take Arnica at 30C to do that. Now, you might say, should I take six or 30? I'd say 30, but if you're going to take six, you could take it even more often, maybe every four hours. Taking it before the operation, the morning of, again, it's not going to interfere. It's not going into the stomach. So even though they say kneel by mouth, this is going to be fine. And then whatever's happening, you take it afterwards. And you can take it every four hours until you don't feel bruised. Hope I'm not confusing there. That would be what I would do for Arnica. Now, if you've really felt bruised, and you're able to find a homeopathic pharmacy, and there are many great ones around the world, then you could get a 200C or even a 1M remedy. When you take these higher potencies, for instance, you may say, well, you know, the episode is over, but I still feel bruised, and it's more on a mental level. I use 200C or 1M, and I usually say, take one dose at night, one dose in the morning, and one dose the following night, just three doses. That makes sense? So the, the more you're away from the problem and the more it might be on the mental level, you can go to those higher potencies and see if you can literally knock the bruising out of your system. Again, I'm not prescribing, I'm not suggesting, I'm just giving you an idea of how to use these remedies. Now, when I was practicing homeopathy, I would say, come back and see me four to six weeks. And the reason I did that was that with homeopathy, as with many forms of treatment, we often see that bruising or something will come out the body. In other words, it gets worse before it gets better. So it's not uncommon if you take the homeopathy, like I'm saying, not too often, 
that you may see bruising, if we're talking about Arnica, coming out the body and then it will disappear because it got stuck in the body. And what we say about healing is it comes from within to the outside and from the top to the bottom. So, for instance, if you've had asthma, and I'm not using a remedy for that at the moment, if you'd had asthma, then it may be as you're using a homeopathic remedy, you might find yourself getting eczema because it's coming from the inside to the outside. I remember a lady who I worked with who had had, unfortunately, been badly beaten in a marriage, a relationship, and she'd left that relationship, but she still had problems with different parts of her body that had been bruised. I gave her just those three doses, as I mentioned. When she came back to see me, she said, as the healing happened, some of the old bruises came out, but she said, now my body is free of that. So this is how homeopathy works. It gets into the problem and expands and brings it to the surface and moves it. Now, once again, I'm not prescribing, but I am suggesting you might find a homeopath if what I'm saying to you makes sense, a licensed professional homeopath. If you say, you know, I have that, I need some guidance, that would be good. But we come back to Arnica on a very first aid level, have it in your closet. When you have bruises, take some Arnica. If something feels as if in your body you've been bruised, it's a great remedy. The next remedy is aconite. Aconite is a flower, and aconite is a great remedy at the very beginning of getting a cold. And you're just thinking, oh, I think I've got a cold. I've got something happening here. Aconite is that great remedy. It's also the shock remedy, so that when someone has had a shock, aconite is a wonderful remedy to have in the home. Again, if you're just going to have it as a 6C, you could just say, take it every two or three hours until you feel calmer. And I would say no more than about six doses of aconite, trying to give you some guidance. And another remedy that is fantastic for the beginning of flu and that my husband and I use all the time is oscillium. And I'm always pronouncing it wrong. And I'm just holding it up for, for those who are on the video to see. Oscillinum, I should call it. <laughs> and I will just spell it O-S-C-I-L-L-O-C-O-C-C-I-N-U-M. <coughs> it's readily, <coughs> readily available. And it's a fabulous remedy for when you get those first feelings that you're going to maybe have a bit of a sore throat or flu. And it really just captures it and stops it spreading. I think this is, again, should be in everybody's house. Three doses. Again, I'm a great believer in threes. <laughs> so I might take one at night, one in the morning, one at night. But if I wake up in the morning, I have no symptoms, I don't go any further. Now, the next remedy in, in that line is argentum nitrate, which is arginit. And arginit is a remedy. Again, it's about agitation. So I followed on from aconite because sometimes if you're going to take an exam or you're a bit agitated and you're restless, arginite is a wonderful remedy for just calming you down so that you can deal with the exam, etc. Again, I might say a 6X, a, excuse me, a 6C, 
before the exam. Take it every two or three hours until you feel calmer. No more than six doses. So they're the sort of remedies that will go around in terms of flus, etc. Another great remedy, I have to say my husband has absolutely loved, is Hepar Self. And Hepar Self is a particular remedy that's good for sinusitis or painful, painful swelling of infections. It's really a remedy where I have to say it's just before that pussy stage occurs. And HEPA self helps us to just reduce the amount of chance that this will go into a bacterial infection. Now, one thing about HEPA self people, they are very hot people, definitely my, my husband, and they also don't like high, tight clothing around their neck, which is definitely him. So before we met, he was having regular doses of antibiotics for sinusitis. I gave him one, I should say three doses of HEPA-self at 1M, hasn't had an antibiotic since. And so again, it wasn't the fact that he was necessary just waiting for the next infection. His mental state was he could get hot and bothered heated <laughs> and out would come the sinusitis the infection so if you have anybody who has that same sort of heat in their body and can get pustules or any sort of problem there very good to calm that down now another remedy that's about heat is belladonna belladonna was often used by women to make their pupils large used to be very attractive but Belladonna is really good for children's febrile experiences when they get hot with a cold. And of course, we've been seeing a lot of that recently with people with great temperatures. I wish everybody had been prescribed Belladonna because Belladonna, again, I would say 6C, every two or three hours, six doses, brings the temperature down. Where there's no temperature, stop the Belladonna. I'm giving just a, a blanket way of looking at this. So when you get hot and bothered, or especially when your temperature goes up, belladonna would be a great gift. And it, it stopped a lot of the children having febrile convulsions. Now, where else do I want to go? Let's go to Nat Muir, one of my favorite, maybe because it's very much an English remedy. So Nat Muir is salt or it has a connection to salt. And one of the things that we always ask someone who needs Natmuir is, do they like salt or are they affected by salt? And if someone says, I just love, I have to put lots of salt on my food or I eat salty crisps, you know they need Natmuir. Why do I say it's the English remedy? Because it's the stiff upper lip, the person who doesn't grieve, the person who says, I'm fine, because it's connected to our the salt in our eyelid, our eye drops in our tears. And so when someone is holding into holding on to their grief, never crying, never letting anything come out, then Nat Muir is the remedy. Sometimes I find myself not necessarily being sad, um, but feeling that I'm not able to just breathe out and relax and sometimes feel a bit sad. So if you've been through a grief process or sometimes where you hold everything in, probably a good cry would do you the world of good. Natmuir, 30C, night, morning, night, 
Just do that, see what happens. Now, the other people are called, that we might need a remedy, it's called Ignatia, I-G-N-A-T-I-A. These people have weird symptoms of grief. They don't hold it in, but their symptoms are all over the place. Ignatia, 30C, night, morning, night, see if that releases. And now we move into some of the other remedies that you might find interesting. I very much like to prescribe for women who are having premenstrual syndrome. And that can be you know, a few days to up to 10 days before their period. Now, you don't have to be having periods to have these symptoms. So if you're someone who can feel exhausted, and that, as I say, is often a sign of PMS, but it can also just be you're feeling exhausted, you're feeling tired, you just don't want to be bothered with anybody, just leave me alone. <laughs> Am I speaking to any of you? Then the remedy you need is sepia. And what I love about sepia is it's the ink of the cuttlefish. And why does the cuttlefish express its ink? It wants to put itself behind this inky mask and tell everybody, just leave me alone, go away. So if that's you, <laughs> you feel sometimes you want to hide and you get you know, quite annoyed if people bother you, you're just exhausted, then sepia is a great remedy. Now, if I was taking that premenstrual, I'm, let's say my premenstrual problems were worse five days before my period, I would be saying take a 30C maybe twice a day for five days. Again, following my regime of putting it into your mouth and away from food and drink if possible. Now, if the following month you have no problems, don't take the CPU again. Now, another remedy we use for PMS is lachesis. Lachesis is the snake venom. And unlike the women who just want to collapse because then just leave me alone, when you need lachesis is you want to spit at everybody. You get angry at everybody. Now, again, this doesn't have to be related to your period. You may just want to spit at everybody anyway. But what's very significant, the problems are all down the left side of the body. And these people do not like tightness at their neck. So they're always undoing these. If you said, do you like tight clothes? They go, oh, no, I hate tight clothes. They're, they're always wandering around with very loose clothes on themselves. So if you think of the snake, when it gets cornered, it will spit at everybody. And that's when you need this remedy. So if you're someone who feels like spitting at everybody, you can either take that 30C twice a day around the time when you're particularly spitting at people, or if this is something that's more on the mental level, you're feeling trapped and you're feeling cornered like a snake can be, then perhaps again, find a pharmacy that could give you 200C, one at night, one in the morning, one at night, and see how that works. So is this interesting you? I hope it is. There's so much fun with homeopathy, and I'll say fun. And there are many wonderful first aid kits you can get you know, on Amazon or any other place. And I use the Helios Pharmacy, which is in Britain, but there are many others who produce a sort of kit with a very nice rundown of different remedies that you could use and why you would use them. The next one I probably want to talk about is pulsatilla, which is very different from the Natmure. Pulsatilla is often a weepiness. 
So children who are always weeping or hiding behind their mother's clothes or, you know, if you're an adult who's always weeping, just don't know what's wrong with me and you've got a runny nose and this is part of your cold, then pulsatilla is a great one. It's also good for, for ears that run, same sort of childhood, childhood illnesses there. And I remember once giving another remedy called calc carb, calcium carbonate. Calcium carbonate is white. And with these children, it was often that they were slow or they had difficulties moving and doesn't, again, have to be just children. It could be just when you feel that you've kind of lost all your spark. But it is a very good remedy when there is constipation, especially in children. This is sort of sluggishness, sluggishness, and that's the remedy that I'm talking about. And I remember these parents coming to me with this, I think he was eight months old baby, who already the doctors had put him on high levels of laxatives because he just had a, an immature bowel. And we knew there wasn't anything physically wrong with the bowel, I want to say that, but he just very sluggish bowels. So I gave him one dose because in children and babies, you can use very high potencies just once. And because they haven't got so much old energy hanging around themselves as we do as adults, one remedy can, one dose can just do it. So he had one dose of calc carb at 1M. The following day, the parents phoned me and said, oh, my goodness, we had to call out the plumber because he emptied his bowels so much it blocked the toilet. And I think, why aren't we doing this? Why not not calling out plumbers? But why are we not using homeopathy in these ways to help what clearly is either a psychological or an energetic problem that really could be helped. And that child went on and didn't have any other problems. Just looking at my list, there's a couple more that I'm going to talk about. One is phosphorus. And I think phosphorus is a remedy that maybe many of us need who are very sensitive. So phosphorus, when you're feeling that you've got no emotional boundaries, that they seem that you feel very vulnerable, phosphorus is a great remedy for just creating a bit more of a boundary around you. It's a really nice remedy. Again, it, it can be that you're having symptoms, but I try to stay with the idea of your hypersensitivity to, to psychic experiences. 30C, maybe twice a day for five days. See how it works. My last remedy is Rustox. Rustox comes from poison ivy, so it actually is often used when we get poison ivy symptoms. If you've been stung by poison ivy, it's a horrible rash, and Rustox helps there but it also helps in arthritis. And the classical symptoms of Rustox are, I have pain and stiffness, especially in the morning, and that my arthritis gets better when I'm moving around. And if that's your pets or you, and I know many veterinarians use homeopathy, which is fantastic, but they will often prescribe Rustox or to an adult or a person like yourself, who might be stiff in the morning. Rustox, again, before you go to bed, 30C, when you start getting up in the evening again, once you don't have symptoms, don't need it anymore. Now, I could go on and on because I've used many of these remedies so much myself. And what I want to just finish with is saying that homeopathy is an energetic medicine, as I mentioned, and the beauty of it is in describing the remedy like I'm describing the snake or the cuttlefish ink, it is often that 
light cures light because if I can describe you in that way, if you say, that's exactly me, I feel like a snake <laughs> that's trapped, that's homeopathy. So in the resonant frequency of being able to describe yourself to you, the healing is there. The remedy is only part of what's going on. The being heard and being seen and being witnessed for how you feel, in my mind, is the healing. So I hope you will go out, have a try at some homeopathy, have a little first aid kit, maybe get something in from a homeopathic pharmacy. And especially if you have children or grandchildren, use this alongside orthodox medicine, not in replacement to, again, I'm just being careful there, but it's so nice to have something in the house for the immediate moment before maybe you even find the doctor and can work with them because it's, it's the ability to work and do our own healing and to help each other that really is needed at this time. So I hope this has helped. I'm there if you have questions, not prescribing questions, but I'm very happy to hear about your comments and to see what you may have used in the past or now. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.